0: Alright, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tuna Town Talks, and today I'm here with one of my great friends, the Almighty Kevin Beach. Say, um, hey, that's a little bit of a,
1: you know, exaggeration on that one, there, boss. But
0: <laughs> how we doing, Polly Boy? <laughs> Glad to have you back, man. It's gonna be a fun one. Yes, it will be. Well, um, before we get going, man, what you what you think about the this yellowfin vodka I've been having to, I've been I've been carrying around. Hold
1: on, you just poured me one, A little bit of Seven Up over ice. First thing I told you, delicious, outstanding.
0: You are liking it? It's good. It's cool. real good. Y'all heard it from him from from the Kevin Beach. Oh Gotta Lord, to go try it. <laughs> All right, so guys, I wanted to have uh Kevin on the on the podcast really, just because uh we always have a good time talking and got to <laughs> too. I wanted to talk about what's the coming up for uh for this season so uh yeah man what you what you thinking tomorrow's your first day back, huh?
1: I tell you what it's been um i say odd been weird um everybody knows I work way too much um but this year was a little different for me. I had some knee issues. I went ahead, got a surgery. I've taken more time off. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I know what a crackhead feels like. I've been sitting at home like, and don't get me wrong, look, I love my time my family. I love my time at home. I love, um, you know, hanging out with the puppy dog and the lizard and everything else. But there's always that. Something that just pulls you back to the salt water, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, whenever
0: you're away from it for too long. Yes,
1: man. and it just, it's, it's a
0: part of you. It just, it's got gotcha. And mm-hmm. you sit there. Gosh, and me and my family talk about that all the time. It's like it, when you come back from a day after not being out there for so long, it's like an attitude adjustment. It's yes, like it a, is. It's,
1: it's, 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 not to sound cliche, but it's like, it's a part of you. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it's a part of me, just like my family, just like, you know, everything else. And it's that was it was missing. It's and something
0: I, that you love, like yes. genuinely love. Yes. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, it is.
1: And and not look, I love me some snuggle time on the couch with my kids <laughs> and, you know, with the family. And and it's it's that's awesome. Right, right. I I am in no way, shape or form trying you know, trying to downplay that or take away from that, but yeah, it's uh it's one of those that <laughs> like my soul needs it. Yeah. You know, are you gonna any- fish
0: for tomorrow? What you want? What uh, you gonna I, dabble into?
1: I think we're going tuna fishing tomorrow. Yeah. They said uh the wahoos are real thick right now, but the sharks are even worse.
0: Yeah, the sharks like, are even yeah, worse.
1: <laughs> go hook. Twelve Wahoo and get one to the boat uh,
0: <laughs> I was just we uh, guys were here in the room, and we got uh Dawson Wells, which is one of our captains and another deckhand from Venice uh John Rhodes, and Dawson went fishing today, and he was just telling me how sharks were <laughs> skying out of the wahoos or skying out of the water with wahoo in their mouth, like
1: <laughs> it's crazy it's
0: <laughs> I've I, never seen that I would love to no it it it's so wild it it went from like. Yeah, you,
1: know, you get sharked, like once a week, maybe, and now it's like ten times a day. You hook twelve fish. It it it's. <laughs> I'm very angry. It's a pretty sensitive little little spot you hit here, yeah. Pauly. But
0: no, it's crazy though, cause like wahoo's are hard enough to get by, You know, a lot of time. I mean, I know a lot of times. You know, they're there. You mark them. I'll get in the water and see them and they're just not biting no and then whenever they finally do bite <laughs> and now we have sharks to worry about it's like wow like you know how 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 many times are we even going to get to catch these things you know no it's That's it's bad <laughs> it's
1: it's and the sharks i mean look
0: like you what you you started fishing in uh in like the early 2000s like what'd you say 01 or uh
1: ran my first trip in with oh, 98 oh okay, 98 okay without a license Gotcha. So I guess I shouldn't say that. But like <laughs> no, we're, we're, were
0: the sharks like did you guys no. ever get taxed no. back then? Like No, like on once tunisms?
1: a month. Like it was nothing. It was like, oh, it's almost cool. It's like, dude, guess what? We had a shark come up, ate the stune on the surface. Yeah, you remember telling awesome. people about it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and now it's like
2: goddamn shark Yeah.
1: Um But now, I mean, now they're on Wahoo. I mean, they're they're always on Snapper. And it is what it is. But uh, it's it's getting to the point like you almost can't fish where you want to. You have to fish where the sharks aren't, if that makes any sense. Because I'd rather, me personally, I'd rather hook three fish and catch three than hook 15, have 12 get eaten by sharks and catch three. Right. You know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And, and look, sharks are doing what they're supposed to do. They're trying to eat. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not mad at them. Uh, I'm lying. (laughs) I'm mad at them. (laughs) You know? Um, Yeah, it's
0: just another obstacle you got to go through every day. Yeah, Um,
1: as if everything isn't (laughs) enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It is cool sometimes. I ain't going to lie whenever you see, you know, Especially the first time you ever see a shark. Oh, know, look! It's, eat something it, next to the boat—a king mackerel or something less rewarding than a no. hundred fifty-pound yellowfin. <laughs> Sometimes it's still
1: awesome. I mean, they chase them on the surface, yeah. and they come up and they start whacking on them. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that's mother nature. I mean, that it is what it is. This is yeah, it's. this is the. I say we put ourselves into that, but I mean, when you can't, when you know. There's a pile of fish at one rig. Tunas, wahoos, cobia, snapper, whatever whatever you're looking for. And you don't even want to go there because you know you can't catch them. That's kind of that's a little jacked up. But it yeah. never was like that before.
0: Yeah, you know that they're there. You know you can hook them, but you oh, just yeah. can't get them to the boat. No, not at all. That's so crazy.
1: It is, but, I mean... Like I said, it tell is. Tell us,
0: tell us what you were doing this past fall to like try and beat the sharks. You know. Oh like my what, gosh! Like what's a what's a pro tip? <laughs> pro tip: You can't go heavy enough. <laughs>
1: like with tackle. I mean, there was there was so many times at the seven mile rigs that everybody's like, "Man, you can't get one through. You can't do it." Well, I got an eighty with two hundred pound test, two hundred pound wind on. Big so you had
0: so you had two hundred pound braid to two or three hundred pound mono to a straight like seven aught circle hook. Like no,
1: there. no seven. Like 10, ten or twelve. Ten, twelve. Yeah. Like three X, five X, the heaviest stuff I can do. <laughs> and I mean, like, so how many fish have we lost to the wicked tuna guys? You know, customers that have seen that when you're using eighty pound test or or a hundred pound leader and they want a hand. You know, pull it and crank do that. And uh we we broke off a bunch of fish because of that. Now this past year with the heavy, heavy stuff and the fish were eating it.
0: Yeah. It was the bite was that good. Like, that
1: was the only way to do it. Like you had to get as dumb <laughs> as you could with it. And like I said, I got an eighty, um, two hundred pound line. Main line, 200 pound or 220 seaguar fluorocarbon, and
0: just literally low gear is. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. We how broke fast? A, how fast did y'all were y'all getting them in? I remember. I remember I, some of those. No, nah,
1: I was like, I think I fasted like. A little bit under five minutes, like four and a half.
0: Oh, oh!
1: It was cool. It was a whole (laughs) lot of cool. That's
0: damn near came pole. That was (laughs) awesome.
1: It was so cool. It was. It was sad. I wasn't happy. I was so happy because a lot of times they won't eat the heavy leader like that, right? Tuna's are very, very smart. They can, you know, see it, and it wouldn't happen this year they did it (laughs) and that was so like full glove grabbing the line one guy grabbing the line pulling it in one guy in low gear just cranking on it um
0: that's
2: awesome (laughs) oh
1: it was it was and i I wish y'all that are listening to this could see because both Polly and I are sitting here with our hands <laughs> <laughs> just
2: doing what j- maybe <laughs> we'll, one day we'll do video huh <laughs> <laughs> we're way too ugly to do that don't don't even kid yourself boss but
0: uh i don't oh, know you don't think we could give wicked tuna a run for their money
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think i think what we have down here is special <laughs> i mean they catch a lot bigger fish and that's awesome and good on them i'm not knocking them I'm just saying, you know, a lot of our customers see that, and that's how they think you catch a tuna. Well, on 170, 220, you know, you can. Yeah. But a lot of times you're on 80-pound, 100-pound, 50-pound, 60-pound leader. No, you can't do it like that.
0: Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. Sometimes it's cool when you can,
2: right? (laughs) Oh, when you
1: can do it, you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I love heavy tackle that's that's great yeah
0: i think that's one of the cooler things about especially fishing here in louisiana is i've learned that you can go really heavy a lot more than other places because like guys from florida and stuff will see you put you know uh su- such heavy stuff on to do what you're doing and they're just like man that would never work back home and i would say yeah. a lot of times in mississippi it's true too like that kind of stuff doesn't really work but and they
1: real. Real clean water, real clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's fun going super heavy. No, I, I
1: like I like gorilla fishing. I'm not a finesse fisherman. I don't like... No
0: fly rods?
1: Oh, no, I, I got no problems with that because guys that fly fish know what they're doing. They know what they're getting themselves into. They're not trying to, right. you know, disguise yeah. that they're not putting a... Not handicap on themselves, but they know what
0: they're getting into um whereas i mean yeah i mean you you told me uh actually i took the guy fishing this year with jordan but that guy do you remember his name you guys caught like six yellow fins on fly rods
1: no we actually caught 11 11 jesus christ jim uh seagraves
0: that dude was super cool man he's an animal he
1: (laughs) ain't his son on the rod on a fly rod like when i say badass they're badass. They they are super awesome. Cool, they were catching like 60, 80-pound fish faster than most people do on conventional.
0: Man, tell us the story. Like, how did it, like, y'all went out. He said that y'all were going to go fly yeah. fish for tuna. Or like, so I mean, we how, go, y- uh, how you meet this guy? Like I, He booked a trip.
1: That's if we do, fly rod. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But do you understand, I'm like, you're...
0: Limited. Yes, limited. <laughs> Not setting
1: yourself up for failure, but you're limiting yourself. to. And he's like, man, I got it. Don't worry about it. Get me in front of a fish. I will hook it and catch it. I was like, go with your bad self, buddy. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah, we ended up, we found a trawl boat on the east side, and we pulled fish off. And it was crazy because it was like, I don't know, the size of a frisbee. If you put your bait in that that Frisbee instant came up. Didn't matter if it was a fly, like cut bait. <laughs> a cigarette uh, yeah, butt. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't matter. matter. <laughs> you throw a Coke can in there, and they're going to come up eat it. If it was three inches to the left, three inches to the right, nothing. Really? And he and his guys were good enough. He, his son, and I forgot his buddy's name, and he's going to be mad when he listens to this. <laughs> but – uh. They sat there, and we literally, when I say fought fish and caught fish all day. It was awesome. I have a picture of his thumb, his right-hand thumb, just from the the handle of the fly reel, just (laughs) when the fish would run. It is, I don't know, looks like an eggplant. I mean, it is bad. It's purple. (laughs) It's swollen. But we got in late, but that was uh, that was one of the most memorable, like, eye-opening trips, you know? It like was, it's it, even possible, right? Yes. Like, that was not supposed to happen, no. but it happened. <laughs> and it could have been a whole lot better. Um, Man, they must have been having to use some pretty heavy
0: stuff, huh? I mean, they they, they had, had some heavy, they, heavy, heavy rods and stuff. Yes,
1: they were real fly fishermen. Yeah. They brought down their stuff, and they brought down, you know, they had whatever, five or six different setups, and then eight or ten backup rods expecting to break them. And, and, Did and he break and, any? Oh, my God, Jim's buddy, like, I felt bad for him. Jim and his son are catching fish after fish, and his buddy just I, – I don't even There's know There's always
0: to, that guy on the boat. Oh, he! It was so bad. Dude, I'm inshore fish all the time, dude. Let me tell you, there's always one guy that will catch like one fish, and everybody else will whack him. And it doesn't matter if you put their cork right next to him. No, <laughs> that was look, and he would hook up. <laughs> Did he? And
1: then crazy stuff:
0: break a rod, get wrapped around this.
1: This would happen. Dude, it's that would crazy happen. See how that happens. It does, though. It Weird. was wild, and he, look, he's a also a very accomplished, you know, fly fisherman, mm-hmm. but. It was just not his day, but that that day, I mean, I I say I I became a believer.
0: I want to have him on the podcast. I, whenever I went with him and Jordan, and we went out there and he was fly fishing and just catching red snapper on the fly rod, and it was super cool watching him do all of oh. it and everything. And uh, I don't know, we were supposed to do it, and you know how things get down here, but uh, no, I think the next day they caught like a twelve pound mangrove snapper on the fly rod. Frickin so junior, crazy. junior, no, Jim, daddy
1: beat junior's world record that he caught the year before down here on fly. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, like, I was that, telling me that too. That's jacked up. You go beat your son out of his world yeah. record. I mean, I understand you can't control what he eats, but
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, kind of, kind of goofy crazy. on that one. Yeah, he's. Done a ton of stuff in Alaska. I mean, you meet some really cool people doing this job. You no doubt.
1: I mean, when he was talk, talking about catching world record halibut on wow. a fly rod. On a I'm like, fly rod. It's crazy. How does one do that? Like, please explain to me. <laughs> I was like, man, just put a wain on it, get it down. and I want to take him triple tail fishing. <laughs> but he's, he's he's legit. When yeah. I say he's legit, his, his son's awesome. Um, I really do feel bad that I can't remember the other guy's name. <laughs> but it was cool. It was an awesome time.
0: Any particular days uh, this past year you want to talk about?
1: No, man. I mean, we had – look, we had some really high highs. We had some really low lows. Um, I rem- Oh, my God. All right.
2: <sighs> oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah you right. A good oh, one?
1: gosh. Is a good one? This is one of the worst – damn things that ever happened when i say worst craziest worst things ever happened to me um so anyway, it was middle of summer end of summer actually and uh it was one of those there was a bunch of like 60 80 pound fish and then 180 and ups like giants <laughs> but they had seen all the baits down to like 60 pound fluorocarbon you know Small hooks, rah, 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 doing the whole stealth stuff. And uh, we were at Hudat. Not Houdat. We were at Delta House and hooked up. And it was a big fish. It was on 50-pound leader. I was like, oh, my God. This is literally a 200-pound yellowfin on 50-pound leader. 4-aught. Circle up. yeah, just not the like, right stuff. Oh. I was like, "Oh my god!" So we're drifting off, we're fighting it. There was a strong current, so we're doing a little driving on it, having some fun. It is me, you know, driving on the fish. I enjoy it. I really do. Not just drifting along like la 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 la,
0: you know. Actually, getting to getting some
1: to be a part of it and contributing. Yeah, I guess. So anyway, so uh, we're sitting there, and this guy is. Being an animal on the rod to be honest. He was awesome. I say yeah. like spot on. Great technique. Technique. We got him all harnessed in. He's doing great. Everything's going good. And it's like two hours in. I'm like, Bud, you alright? He's like, Man, I got it. Don't worry about it. Look at him like, all right. And you, your legs starting to do a little shaking, whatever. Three hours. And this fish is still 500 yards vertical right there's no chasing this thing down (laughs) there's no nothing i've tried pulling them this way pulling them that way changing directions straight up and down and look hey anyone listen listening to this if you know how to get that fish up by all means kevin at mgfishing.com send me an email and let me know how to do it because my boat doesn't have the yellow submarine button to go, to, <laughs> go get them. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, literally almost spooled. But a little over 2,000 feet of line out. And he starts getting line back, getting it back. I'm like, oh,
2: hmm,
1: that's pretty cool. All right, it keeps coming up just slow and steady. I'm like, maybe it's tail rat. Got to be tail rat. And we're in cobalt super clean water. And we got harpoon ready, gas ready, everything you can imagine, ready to go. And he's sitting there and it's coming up. I'm like, oh God, there's a leader. Look down and there is a giant and I say giant, I'm talking about like real deal O M G type of type of elephant coming up dead as a hammer.
0: Just straight up looking at you, not even tail-wrapped. Mouth
1: wide open, just. Had a heart attack. uh, Yeah, just getting pulled up by its mouth. And uh, Carlos Fisherman at the time, he's like, what do you want me to do? You want me to harpoon him? It's like, dumbass, he's dead. (laughs) Why would you harpoon a dead? No, just gaff him. Don't worry about it. I ain't sitting there and I like eight foot gaffs. I That's like.
0: funny, like, being a smart ass. Oh, yeah, dumbass. She's dead. Like.
1: <laughs> What's wrong with you? Come on.
0: <laughs> well,
1: he's sitting there. I got an eight foot gaff. I was like, all right. Guy reels down, goes to lift up the rod tip, and twink, just see it come up. I was like, oh. Can I curse? Yes. I don't care there's like 37 different (laughs) words oh shit so it's like oh my god you know everyone's (laughs) everybody's like oh my uh, everyone's (laughs) looking everyone's video and Carlos is to the left the harpoon's to the right so I I go run over there I elbow people out the way I grab the harpoon I'm like oh shit I only got one shot take a deep breath I throw it and it's already cleated off like 20 feet down On the rope, I throw it, and right as it hits it, it hits the end of the rope. You watch it. This is all on video. This is not, this is everything can be proven. You hear, see it hit the head, the whole head of the fish turns upside down, and it starts sinking down. (laughs) I was like, holy crap. Guy reels it up, and it was, I had used a, a hook, that was a non-sponsor hook, and I'm not going to say the name of them, <laughs> but the actual hook had just snapped right in the bend. Like, the hook from just the broke. eye, the shank, it broke right there. Why wouldn't it have broken two hours before? Why?
0: Right there. Right there, yeah. Oh, my God. I was This so is the mad. most stressful point. I don't know. It's crazy. Ah!
1: <sighs> Look, that was... 220 230 when i say that was that was a real fish when i say a real fish yeah that was that was a hook that was the low light of this year
0: that's crazy that stuff happens man like you know because uh bill butler they're in that tournament this past year and they hooked what he said was you know a kill fish i believe him he's been out there he's a salty dog they fished running 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 broke the hook <laughs> and look. And it happen. you know, I'm sure they're using great hooks, you know. I mean No,
1: and 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 <laughs> like honestly, I mean, just like a car, just like I mean, hell, shoes or or, yeah. or a a frying pan. Yeah. You're gonna have bad ones. I mean, let's not I'm not gonna harp on that. But why the hell couldn't that hook have broken two hours before that? Yeah. I just got back to fishing, had a great day. <laughs> Instead of spending all day sitting there for it to be six inches out of gaff range, oh god, that was that was just that was one of those days that it's like I'm going to church tomorrow. Um, <laughs> y'all, I I think I'm living my life pretty right. I don't know
0: about y'all, but something something's goofy on this one. That was I say it all the time. I some I feel like some fish just aren't meant to be caught. No. Like, that's just the way that it was supposed to work out. And, honestly, stories like that, I tell people all the time to make, make them feel better.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, you see, like, that fish, but it died. It's like some yeah, fish aren't supposed to get yeah. dead. That one died. That one died and it got away. Yes. That sucks. I mean, that was, like, one of the coolest things ever happened. Um, I had a guy, one of the captains down here, we just call him Willie. He, uh, I was Quadded up on Wahoo as he's coming up to a rig. And I had one real good one stretched out. And I called him. I'm like, hey, man, got one over here. And he's like, man, I can't turn. I can't do anything. I'm going to hit the rig. Sorry. And he ran over my line. He cut my line, my braid, and my backing halfway down. I can't on this podcast. Say the words that I said on (laughs) over the radio into his face, and under my breath, and and, but, I was mad. Right. And then so when we got three of the four in, which is great, happy. Mm -hmm. And then, um, tied on some more baits, put them back out. Next wrap, one line started. What the hell is that? And I don't know. I guarantee goddamn T it's not a Wahoo. Guy's cranking on it, cranking on it, cranking on it, comes up. There's the bait with a bunch of braid wrapped on it. And then Parker Rodriguez, he was my, my mate at the time, he just sat there and he leadered it up like 100 yards of backing, 100 yards top shot, four row, wired, a whole nine yards. Gets it up, It's like an 85-pound Wahoo. No, that, way. Was the, re- that was the one that he cut off. My line, my bait, cut off
0: fish hooks. Just line. a line. We snagged our you own. You snagged line. your own line with another and wahoo bait.
1: That was that day's. That fish's day to die. I mean, period. It, <laughs> it didn't matter. He he got a That's get out so of jail good. free card, and he still got screwed.
0: Right. <laughs> But <laughs> That's crazy the way no. that happens to some. Oh, my gosh. Dude,
1: how many fish have you hooked, and they have done everything right? Yeah. And you're like, all right, we're about to lose it. Oh, we got it. Oh, now nah, he's gone. Oh, we got it. Oh, wait. Yeah. And then you catch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's that fish is a good
0: day. It's a bad day. I remember one time with uh, old Jake Boudreaux, we went out mako fishing, like legit mako fishing for sharks and we uh we went oh for four <laughs> wow and when That's i say wow. it, it was, yeah it was crazy man but like i had a cable break on one of them and i was just like man i guess it's just not our day no it's just their day to just be screwing with us yep. i don't know how, what else <laughs> it is to be, to to be tip your hat it, and then and, and 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 bow <laughs> down
1: and say hey hey fellas well played. Do good you, on Do you
0: do you feel that way about certain clients too? Like certain clients, oh you no get, doubt. Like certain clients, you get you get excited, no and doubt. other people, you're like.
1: But and and so I think half of it, and I always say it. Everybody hates hearing, you know, on the radio is like, hey, happy boats catch fish. Like when you have a vibe on the boat and everyone is like, just happy to be there, just have a good time and that's when cool stuff happens. Like don't get me wrong. I want to I want to catch fish. I want to fill you know ice chests and freezers and and expectations. I really do. But if 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 the guys have a really good attitude I think Mother Nature, the, just the whole the whole vibe on the boat. It,
0: it makes it work better. It
1: does. It one hundred percent does. You could have a bunch of really happy um, non-fishermen on the boat, like I say, ability to catch fish, just technique. Not there. Yeah, and you have six really good guys, and they're just miserable. <laughs> The, the retard[s] are gonna catch the fish, yeah. not them.
0: Yeah. Would you, either the bachelor party or like a a a, a boat full of like bass tournament fishermen? <laughs> well, and, and, and you know it's funny you say
1: bass tournament fishermen because I've taken a bunch of them out.
2: Oh, I have too. And it, it, they're great. No, they're they,
1: it. It's it's so funny because they are so like dialed in mm-hmm. with what they do, and I mean. It's impressive. The and, bass fishermen? Oh, oh my, they dude, know. it's impressive. When they're doing what they're familiar <laughs> with and what they do, they know when a fish is going to eat the bait before the fish knows it's going to eat the bait. Yeah. <laughs> then something as simple as, like, catching bait on a sabiki rod, they are just like, Woo! I got no idea. It's like, this guy can catch a fish that 7,000 people have fished for in the last 24 hours. But when there's... A million of them, a cloud of bait underneath the boat—they can't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. And yeah, and some is. of
1: the nicest, coolest guys I've ever met. <laughs> like, in all honesty.
0: Yeah, they do. They have like a real like passion for that bite. You know, that's what you get out of your bass fisherman. You know, they want they want to they want to be hooking on to fish. You know. Yes, it's, and everybody comes for something different, but that's just what I see out of the bass fisherman. You know, they really do want that. That bite oh. That hook set that
1: And yeah. some of them and, and they're all different Like your finesse guys And then your power fishermen Like guys that go punching Oh my god Take a mangrove fishing
2: Yeah That is
1: so. the coolest Like when I say coolest They will absolutely drop the hammer on some studs <laughs> Like you're not going to retie anything yeah. It's so cool and so much fun Then the finesse guys You take them doing the same thing And your day is going to suck
2: Right, right. Because they're
1: going to, oh, oh, he's got it, he's got it. Right, he's,
0: yeah, he got it. No. <laughs> Lay the wood to this dude <laughs> and get him in the box. Yeah. Or release him. I'm good. I re- find that a lot that you get. I don't know. It's some people, man, that they they want to use such light drag. And, it, dude, I, I think that's one of my big – that might be one of my bigger pet peeves of, as a captain because I, I tend to use heavy tackle, like, all the time. But you get these people, and they want the drag running the whole time. Like I'm like, what is going? What did you? I have I have a couple customers get on my boat. It's like a, gosh, it's like it irritates me bad.
1: (laughs) I I, I'd rather break a fish off, in the first five minutes, than lose them after
0: an hour. Well, I think I think why I'm like that is because I fish so much structure. Yeah, you fishing. Yeah, you're fishing structure. It's like. Would I rather pull the hook or would I rather him go in the rig and break me off yeah. or go into the canes or go into the rocks or whatever I'm fishing? Fishing right. structure.
1: Turn that <laughs> head. Got to get him. Get him yeah, quick.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Mm.
2: But
1: yeah, man. So tomorrow's the first day of the year for me. <laughs> There's been some pretty cool catches out there.
0: Yeah. There's some mm-hmm. some awesome videos coming about. Yes. like. Matt Miranda, one of our captains, and Joey Davis, good friend, cows on the podcast. Got new. some
1: really cool stuff. Yeah, the and pokey
0: balls this time of year, man. Has that always been a thing? Like since you've been doing it? Well,
1: and and it has. Um, but there was, I don't know. It, it everything has changed so much since when I started to right now. I mean, like i can remember saying i wanted to run all the way to 152 which is like 25 28 miles offshore and everyone thought i was crazy (laughs) like oh my god you know now we're running 70 miles yeah and it's they were always there um
0: the pogey balls were
1: yeah. Well, I mean, they go offshore to go spawn just like the mullet.
0: Yeah, I know. I I, I just asked that because like I've like I grew up on the coast of Mississippi and I never saw pokey balls out that way and I think it's cuz maybe we never went deep enough during this time of year. That's I don't I, I don't you, know. I don't know. And understand. how how
1: many times did you go offshore this time? Yeah,
0: that far too, you know. It's not
2: no, you know, so times. I mean
1: it's um
0: you know, we had, you know,
1: Mullet going offshore, and yeah, I don't s- experts and scientists said no, they don't do that. Like, well, here's video of exactly what we saw. I mean, until you're out there, you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. What's out there at the mid Gulf buoy? Yeah. I don't know, you know, no, no one's there.
0: No one's you know, right it, there. It right could
1: have been really cool. I mean, there was video of giant bluefin. Just north in Ship Shoal. They've been there all all winter. But bluefin aren't in the Gulf all winter.
0: Was there video? I didn't see that. Really? Never saw it? No, I never saw that. That's crazy.
1: Guy from the rig. And I'm talking about... So there
0: was bluefins at the rig.
1: Yes. And like a hundred... and That was like 250 feet of water. No way. And just on the surface, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it.
0: Maybe we might get a residential stock, man. Like just like the elephants did. No, it doesn't matter. They're gonna try and shut it off some way. Well, it'd be cool just to have them anyway. <laughs> well, I agree with you on that. But it's it's uh like you want to be able to catch them is what you're saying, right?
1: Well, and but you're not always there until cell phones and cell phone cameras. People out there at the rigs never did that. Yeah, you're right. They just saw it and like, man, that was cool. And they'd tell you stories and you didn't know if they were, had Bullshit no idea what they yeah. were talking about or if they knew exactly what they were talking about. Yeah. You know, um, they take a picture and either you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> or you do. Yeah. So, I mean, learning all kinds of different things. Yeah. And it's it's pretty cool. I like, I like the weird kind of goofy stuff like that.
0: That's something I've wondered about is like. Would we have these residential stocks of tuna if we didn't have those rigs out there? No, not a shot. You don't think so? Not a shot. I don't...
1: Oh, Polly, think about it. When you go fish a oyster reef, you go fish a point, a Roseau point for redfish. Why are they there? There's structure, there's
0: bait, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's habitat.
1: Why are those fish at those oil rigs?
0: because there's bait there's structure there's an ecosystem there
1: exactly they build their own ecosystems
0: yeah i mean you're right but there's also there's also a loop current and uh uh the mississippi river basin that dumps out right here as well so it's like would that be able to sustain those fish staying there and be in residential stocks of yellowfin Prior right. to the rigs. I don't know. So, this is all hypothetical. So we everyone
1: listening <laughs> to this, I don't know if y'all have seen Paulie. Pauly's a young guy. He's a good-looking guy. He's not sticking bones. He's not a very thin guy. He's not fat like me. He's just an <laughs> average guy. So, Paulie, if you could sit right here at this table and eat and drink and be happy, would you? And then every once in a while procreate, would you? Oh, would you want to keep if on? If you made
0: it easy, would I stay right here? Exactly. And that's yeah. what the
1: rigs do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why would you leave if you have... So, what does a fish want to do? And wants to feed, wants to reproduce. Yeah. Right? Two move... Well, and not die. Right. Three basic instincts. So, if you have two of the three right there, and this one place could help you not go to the third why would you leave like yeah. honestly
0: you wouldn't there's it's no there reason right there it's so like it's oh. now you're home <laughs> so
1: it's it's uh I, I
0: agree with you it's just it's just interesting to see like all the stock assessments for instance they want to they want to get them back to what they used to be because they think they know how many fish were out there back in the nineteen fifties, pre nineteen hundreds, pre us going out there and I don't know how you know those stocks, but if we agree that the like and a lot of scientists now will agree that, you know, that the adding rigs and structure out there does make more fish, would that therefore mean that we have more fish than what we had before humans came here? I don't I don't know that. You know, it's kind hmm. of a hard question. That that is a very hard question. Does it's, it
1: just concentrate the fish in one place,
0: or there just more fish? Yeah. Well, does it attract them, or do, does it keep them there? And it it was weird. I, and I I would like to talk with Doctor uh Drymon about it again because he kind of contradicted himself in my last podcast. I know you didn't listen to it, but he said that at first he agreed that structure does make more fish and so i said well then would you say that we have more fish than what we previously had prior to us putting all the structure out there and he said no the biomass just shifted places but it was in different minutes of the podcast so i don't think he quite knew that he contradicted himself there but to me he kind of did in the in that fact. But like it it is interesting to to think about that maybe we do have more red snapper out there because of the pipelines and because of all the rigs. And out the there. rigs. But yeah. I mean look, if, if Woody said if it just shifted,
1: then you wouldn't be able to catch anything on natural bottoms and natural contours and little drop offs and hills and, and he stuff said it like shifted
0: that. because there used to like Pensacola and Orange Beach used to be like the main place to go for Red Snapper. Like, Orange Beach, he was named, like, the red snapper capital yeah. of the world at one point, you know. And now it's probably pretty known that you might want to go, you know, somewhere off the Well, and,
1: and, and they had, no, they got, all right, <laughs> I'm trying to think how to say this without sounding bad, because I got a bunch of buddies of mine from over there, and great fishermen from over there, but they had clean water, and they had relatively quick access to deep water. I say deep water, deep enough water for Red Snapper. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, if you can go to a white sand beach and go out there and go catch them, and they had enough structure to keep the fish there. Right. He's going back to the yellowfin on the ice. There's <laughs> Polly. Anyway, so, um, I mean, look, they have fish and they've, they've earned, um, I say, notoriety. They've owned earned um you know recognition for what they have over there and their department of wildlife and fisheries or dnr whatever it is has done a great job of building habitat of building reefs closer to shore to make sure for sport fishermen recreational fishermen charter fishermen commercial fishermen for access to their resource Right. I, to make it better. Yes. They've 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 tried to help it. Um yeah. over there they're right there at that line where you know, um uh, like grouper like a sand rock bottom. Snapper like a muddy bottom. Yeah. That's why we have we've got mainly muddy bottoms. We catch great grouper. Yeah. But if you said, Hey, I need a, a big gag tomorrow.
0: You might want to go find some limestone.
1: Yeah, you go find something like that. You yeah. can reach it out of Venice, but that's what they have over there. If you said you want to go find some snapper,
0: it's a different no. type of habitat. It is. Yeah, we it's have it's a, a whole, lot of mud. Yeah, we got it's a lot a, of river water. Yeah,
1: it's a different fishery, and it's all. I mean, look, I'm not saying theirs sucks, ours is great, or or vice versa. It's just a different. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a lot different. It, it it's very 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 different.
0: I don't know. It it's, it's crazy how the Gulf, you know, is. What do you feel like? I mean, like, have you? Do you feel like? What do you think? Like, one of the bigger changes that that you've seen the golf take. Like, I, I can remember when I was real young. I I genuinely felt the average size of the red snapper grow at some point. You, oh, big time! You remember that? Oh my Dude, god! Dude, thank you. I don't I'm crazy.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so my at my mom's house, uh-huh. right? It it two things um so my dad has a giant it's probably 50 pound redfish mounted mm-hmm. right and he somewhere in west delta he dropped down he he caught that fish and it was so big he's like man i might get him out or i might not i don't know that and then next drop down caught like a 25 pound red snapper. And it was like, holy crankies. Like, that is wild. Like, those two fish back to back, like
0: all of us. Ah, it was a yeah, ins- big deal to yeah. catch a 20 pound red snapper. It was
1: insane. And then right next to my mom's well, right next to the big redfish is my redfish mm-hmm. from 80, I want to say it's 84. That's like a 15-pound red, maybe 18-pound red fish.
0: Red snapper or red fish? No, red fish. Red fish, gotcha. But back
1: then, that was a
0: giant. Really?
1: I mean, oh my gosh.
0: It's weird how like certain mentalities kind of take over in fishing. Like oh, there's, no doubt. There's, there's things like, like bass fishing is predominantly a catch-and-release fishery. Oh, yeah. And they're actually really good to eat. I They're bass. phenomenal. They are really good to eat, but not. but it's but it's also frowned upon not to, to kill it is. you know bass. It's it's really uh it's a strange thing and I don't know what we gotta do to uh try and instill more good mentalities in our fishermen, you know. You wanna hear something good on stewards of the of you, the game.
1: You wanna hear something on your podcast that most people don't know. What's that? <laughs> so I had never bass fished until the oil spill, right? Mhm. I think I had bass fished twice during the oil spill. I went out with and I'm not gonna throw names out there. I went out with two professional bass fishermen mhm this past fall. Where? Down here. Yeah? Yeah. It was uh it was kind of a kooky weird deal, right? So like, come on beach, you know, you always help us offshore Come bass fishing. I'm like, no, I don't know how to do this thing. I don't I'm going with pros. I don't, I'm, I'm going to suck. I'm, you know what? The hell with it. I'm going. So we go pull up. We get on a bass boat. We're riding 7,000 miles an hour. You know? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Steering. <laughs> well, I was sitting at time walking. I'm sitting back there like white knuckling. Like, what the hell's
2: going on,
1: man? <laughs> and, uh. So, anyway, so we get wherever we're fishing. I don't even know. And people are like, man, where'd he take you? I have no idea. (laughs) My eyes were closed. I'm praying to Jesus. (laughs) I can tell you I made more promises to Jesus than I could ever fulfill in like 400 million years. So, anyway, so we're sitting there and we get there and like, come on, hey, beach, come on up to the front. I'm like, I am not going to the front of the damn boat because I know I suck at all this. I've never did, like... You want to we, be the co-guy. Yeah, about, yeah, no, I ain't going up there, period. So I'm sitting all the way in the back of the boat, and they're like, man, why don't you want to go up there? I'm like, because up there I'm supposed to catch fish. I mean, I got two professionals, one semi-pro, I don't even know what to call them. And I'm going to the
0: very back of the boat. Yeah, y'all it, ain't got no live hard
1: Hell no. <laughs> and look, at the back of the boat, if I catch anything, it's like, Woohoo, hoo! Screw you guys! Y'all missed them. If I'm in the front, them. y'all gonna catch everything because I don't know how to flip. I can't skip it like ten feet back. Your little day. technique that you oh, spent hours and days and, look, and days practicing. Them guys, like we were talking oh, about so earlier, offshore. Like when they're in their element. I mean, just like us. When I'm offshore, I know what's going on. And and I'm not gonna say watch out, but I'm I'm pretty decent at what I do, right? <laughs> I stepped into that world, which I I don't understand that world. Like, I got a little taste of it. There is so much technique and so much, like, there's there's a lot. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of what we do offshore. But it was one of those things I never really, I say, like, put my finger on it. Never really paid very much attention to it, to be honest with you. Um it was it was it was pretty cool yeah. it was pretty cool i enjoyed it i mean, look i was with a great group of guys great guys had a lot of fun doing it and uh
0: i think it's like you can appreciate like uh every like anything that somebody's like the best at or like really really good at like if somebody's like like i can't play the guitar or i don't know what whatever it is i can't play the drums but if you watch somebody that's really good at playing the drums <laughs> yeah that's freaking cool. Fishing's the same way. Like Yeah, no doubt. You know no what doubt. I mean? Like I don't know how to catch tarpon, but whenever I see somebody come in and they're flying all kind of tarpon flags, I'm like it's Like, "Hell yeah." That's fucking awesome. I have <laughs> sucked at that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was
1: it's and it's not really a big secret that bass guys are very detail oriented, but that was uh that was a lot of times I and I'm very anal about a lot of things, and there was times like I went to go pitch my little whatever froggy. You can't what, say
0: the bait that they were using, man.
1: Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't got the first clue. Oh no So my buddy G Bomb was sitting next to me. He had a whole pocket full. <laughs> Every time I'd ruin one, he'd just give it to me. I'd go go flip it. He's like, really? I'm like, what do you mean, really? He's like, look at it. He's like, look at mine. And it was little subtle, stupid shit differences (laughs) that would happen. You know, I would notice offshore. Hell, it's just a goddamn bass. Bass don't give a shit. (laughs) And he's like, uh, -uh, you can't, don't throw that. Do not. You got to do it like this. I'm like,
2: Hmm.
1: Let me see. I'd change it, flip out. Boom. Then I would catch, tell no him way. how much better I was than him for catching the fish behind him. <laughs> <laughs> then again, that's like,
0: crazy though He'd tell you a little technique. Oh, it just dumb little really, subtle yeah. stuff like that, and
1: that's I mean, like bass fishermen are very, 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 like I said, detail oriented. It was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was I'm gonna shut up about bass fishing real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna get a whole lot of hell about this. <laughs>
0: What's your favorite fish to catch?
1: Oh, my God. Hungry, fat, and stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I love tuna fishing. I love marlin fishing. I love, you know, and the wahoo are doing it. That's awesome. Whatever's biting. It's like, how do you pass up a good mangrove bite or a good um, cobia bite? Yeah. I mean, tell me that's not fun. Oh, my gosh. It's, and it's one of those, it's like, I'm skewed when you ask that question. I'm skewed because of what I do all the time. Like, my whole life growing up, favorite thing, yellowfin tuna. Up, down, no question marks. There it is. Now, right now, I still, do I love it? Fuck yeah, I love it. (laughs) I I don't know any other way to put it, but, you know, you do it. 35 days in a row is wahoo fishing cool? Hell yeah, it's cool. You know, just a little change of scenery. Yeah, exactly. It's it's when you approach a rig, when you approach a ledge or
0: a rip or something like that and you have to figure it out. That's what gets my rocks off. I th- yeah, I think it's it's that, but then seeing it happen season after season and like you know what's about to happen or you know, you know what you did last year or like I mean, especially with certain species like speckled trout and stuff. I mean, you can even, you, I mean, you can time it by you know, these fish are gonna be right here with you know within this moon phase within yeah. you know the right weather pattern. Those fish are gonna be right there year after year. And you know, tunas and different species do the same. Those those things too. Like yeah, no. I've doubt. noticed it with diving. You know, like when the water's really cold, you'll see groupers in a lot you know like shallower. They'll yeah. move up the water column. Things like that. It's just that that catching on to what's changing like through the season and changing with it, I think I don't know It's something cool that you can do that adapting and too. overcoming. Yeah, that's what it is. Here's another good question: Um, what makes a good deck game? <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> I think I think we need a. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> hey, I've been, I've been I keep missing this question. I do all these captains, and I'm like, man, I never asked that. You know. <laughs> hey, we'll see you on next episode. <laughs> Cause this one's gonna be a while, but then no. like, but like too, don't you agree? Before you start answering, do you, do you think that it's like like this could be like what's a good deck hand for Kevin Beach, but also that could be a total opposite, or maybe not opposite, but not be what's a good deck hand for somebody else? Or do you think that it's kind of universally known what a good deck hand might be?
1: No, I mean, look, you're talking about like the whole like stepping stones and the foundation of fisheries and. I mean, yeah. I mean, pogies, mullet fishing. I'm not. I'm not mad at anybody for making money on the water. I do the same. You do it. Yeah, Bunch exactly.
0: We do it too. That's just like Walter said. In a way, they're all farmers. We're all farmers. No, we are. The grass is growing. We're cut. We're getting the grass and or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> you know, doubt we're, about we're it. We're picking the fruit. Whatever. No, no, no doubt. And I mean,
1: look. Um, there's a bunch of places in the country that they don't do the persanes for the pogies anymore I'm I'm so torn because I I think as much pressure as we're putting on I say we they're putting on the pogies I mean we're we're doing the same thing on the redfish speckled trout everything else right so I mean is is the ecosystem like in cahoots is it all just going with it i don't know I and mean, hell i i got no idea <laughs> i mean hell if you got a, like a deer farm right right and you just kill deer and no coyotes coyotes gonna kill everything right you kill you gotta kill the coyotes you gotta kill the pigs
0: you gotta manage it all yes
1: time. you have to do it both sides yeah. you gotta shoot the bad shit as well as the good shit yeah to make it work yeah.
0: You know it's it's crazy. I I use the example all the time that uh you know whenever we came over to America we hunted almost everything to almost extinction like almost all the white-tailed deer like from what I understand like in the 1950s and 60s in Mississippi like it was hard to shoot, you know, a deer, you know. And it was through the efforts of management and the right habitat and things like that that now there's a lot of deer mean, <laughs> from what I can understand. Yeah, no, no and doubt. And so it's it goes to show you that, you know, through the efforts of conservation, you can kind of manage, you know, all that stuff to to where you can make it work for you. And yeah. And in a way, I you know, I ask myself, like, if we've been taking, you know, you see all these pokey boats and these shrimp boats out there, and they've been taking all this stuff for a long time, and they're still able to go out there and do it, like – how how is that possible you know like there's a there's a rate at what at which the environment knows to replenish every year to for the for the species to be sustainable and i wonder i i kind of think that the environment knows that we're like a part of that and so that's why you've seen like we were just talking about the rise in the red the red snapper like the size of the red snapper you know, you saw the rise in it because it knows that if it has a bigger size of the red snapper, that it will produce more eggs, and therefore the prolification of the species might 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 exist. So, in a way, like, I don't think that we're not a part of this ecosystem. You know? No. I think that that's kind of what happens.
1: I think we're 100% part of it, but, <coughs> I mean, I think, like, and just but
0: there are examples of us taking things total extinction too. Yeah, yeah, that's no. that totally happens too. So, I well, mean, no saltwater species, but there are examples of.
1: No, that. I, I'm sure there are, whatever. Not by us doing. Right. Like, not. I got a hook in the water. I'm gonna fish this I thing. I don't think there's on. any
0: saltwater species that we've like outfished to extinction. No, I've looked but it up. there are freshwater ones though. But are there? Yeah, yeah, there. Know, like sturgeon and stuff almost are, but there's like examples of sturgeon from like the 1900s that we've like we did like completely <laughs> <laughs> almost got rid of. Yeah, but yeah, now they're, they're back. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, bro.
1: Um, no, I mean like so with pogies. I'm not mad. Like I said, not mad at pogies. The pokey fishermen, the 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 companies that do that would. The red fishing and trout fishing and everything else be better.
0: Maybe would there be even do- more dolphins out there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm leaving that one alone, dog. Hundred percent leaving that one alone.
1: <laughs> but that was good. But I mean, so would it be better? Yes. Yeah, so what's the 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 value of having more of those or more more fishermen out there or more? You know, because that's all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, that, that's, that's big business. That's, that's deep pockets. You you know, messing <laughs> with right there. I mean, that's Omega proteins and they start. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that's <know>? big boys. <laughs> I'm shutting up right now. Yeah, <laughs> Let I mean, me get they, a sip of water. I will
0: say that a lot of the biologists I've talked to say that they, they do a really good job at managing the Menhaden fishery. Like yeah, they, man, they, the they The biologists are behind it in, in whatever way I, I, I don't uh, know enough about it to really say. So, that. with the menhaden, let's go into that.
1: So, menhaden, they allow them, they shut it down for a spawn to make sure. For everybody they,
0: listening, menhaden and pogies are the same thing. Yes. We've been or talking about both.
1: in northeast, they call them the bunker. Okay. Same exact fish. Um, but they allow for during spawning season, they shut down. And they go ahead and do their thing and make sure there's more to go catch next year. Now, um, one of my deals, and I'm saying this, uh, I have very good friends who are mullet fishermen down here in Venice. Mm -hmm. Very good friends, like very, very good friends. Um, The mullet itself is not
0: worth a lot, the roe is where the money's at. Who eats the roe? I've only, I don't think I've ever eaten mullet roe, honestly. I've never eaten it. It goes straight overseas because it's very expensive. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah, so that's... they When you sit here and the one thing you want is the breeders, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to kill the breeders. What are you going to leave for next year? Yeah. Right? I mean, you're not going to get all the breeders. So, it's going to go from this and keep kind of dwindling
0: down you feel like there's not nearly the mullet no
1: there's not um there's not at all and
0: okay like I, I, i'm not maybe that's not as sustainable do you think there's as many pogies is there more pogies no i
1: think because the pogies they give them their uh breeding time i mean they they do they shut it down
0: they never did that with the mullet
1: no, because the only thing they want out of the mullet
0: is the roe. Oh, so they,
1: own, oh. they only want the eggs.
2: So They, they have don't to want get the them. mullet. Yeah, I see what you're saying. They, so they
0: get them when they're trying to. They
1: are taking nothing but the breeding.
0: <laughs>
2: they're taking the
1: <laughs> Now, and look, these guys make good money, and like yeah. I said, there's a lot of really great guys around here, friends of mine that do it. Mm-hmm. and. I'm not telling them not to, but how long is it going to take for you to chop out the breeding stock? Yeah. Before it catches up? Yeah. I mean, you used to see like acres of mullet, like big rafts go offshore and they go spawn. It was one of the coolest, most amazing things (laughs) I've ever seen in my entire life. I've
0: never, I don't think I've ever seen a raft of mullet out. I, I mean, I've seen them at rigs, but not like what you guys are talking about. I can tell you right like now, doing you know
1: you haven't. I haven't. Because if if you saw it, you'd be like,
2: oh, my God.
0: Let <laughs> me tell you. Dude, it's so cool. I saw them on the, on the pokey balls, but I've never seen them. I, I'm, I've seen them eat mullet, and that is probably the coolest bait. That bro. is without a doubt. The, the coolest. The coolest bite. No doubt. <laughs> is that your favorite bait?
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. That's why I love fall. I love fall because – Fall is, is heavy tackle, big hooks, and mullet. Yeah. And dude, there's Here's a
0: pro tip, everybody. Everything eats a mullet. If you didn't know, now you know. Mm-hmm. Everything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've caught everything there is to catch, including on a Paul Miller. <laughs> if, <laughs> everything. If you smoke mullet. it or fry it, he's going to eat it. <laughs> everything eats a mullet. <laughs> no,
1: so, uh, and it's 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 one of those like, how long is that going to be a good thing for? cuz that's still a base food for everything else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean
0: swordfish I love them. <laughs> everything loves them. Mm-hmm. And it
1: it's it, it, it's a it's a weird fish and it's not it doesn't have the the uh big I say big commercial interest like pogies but it has it it brings dollars. It yeah. brings a lot of dollars
0: and it's Anytime I see, like, a a local resource get exploited by, like, overseas stuff, like people that don't really care about, like, what's, you know, actually there, it just sucks. I mean, it's just part of, like, capitalism, I guess. You know, everybody just wants to turn profit, but, you know. And you
1: can't blame them for that. But on the flip side, it's like there has to be – and, look, we're we're one of the biggest, and you're part of Mexican Golf. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. we're one of the biggest companies – in the Gulf right now. We're doing very well. Um, but do you want to sit here and go kill every, you know, fish treble hooks and kill every 12-inch redfish that is going to be your spawning, you know, class for the next two years? No. Hell no. You're shooting yourself in the foot. It's retarded. It's dumb. Yeah. And it's the pogie fishing and the red snapper and, and redfish. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they are perfect because that's a lie. Anyone listening to this that has done any sort of, sort of research knows it's a lie. But like the mullet fishing, there's not a whole lot of... Uh, hmm. <laughs> I, I'm tapping my, my hands on the table <laughs> trying to figure out the right words. There's not a whole lot of rhyme or reason to taking out your spawning class, right? Besides, make some money. So you make your money, and I'm not mad
0: at, yeah. at, at that. There's there there's a lot of examples of like you know taking out the right, just by taking out the right species, the, the like the right like taking out the right like for instance like, I think Theodore Roosevelt was the one that said that you have that instilled the big buck only harvest, which was which kind of led to a lot of the prolification of white-tailed deer because that became the thing. Like, everybody wanted to get, you know, a big buck. So, like, doing things like that <coughs> can help. So, I can see doing it in the complete wrong way just, just for some yeah. money, like taking row.
2: It's <laughs> crazy.
1: Look, it's still legal. Yeah. It's, it's 100% legal, and they're okay. most people, not everyone, are fishing them legally during legal times yeah um, i will
0: say if you ask any of the people that have fished you know per, i mean i start i started fishing down here in 2015 anybody that fished way before then will tell you <laughs> that the mullet rafts were the mullet run was like a real thing you know oh yeah like that was the mullet run is
1: <laughs> and look i commercial fish. Yeah. I've I've recreational I've private boat fished I'm charter fishing now, and I see every side of it. Like, yeah. You know everything. There's one resource and it's pulled from different angles. The one thing I don't get is cutting it, you know, at your feet.
0: Yeah. That's just dumb. Well. You know. What would you say in in terms like I mean, I mean Kevin, you you caught more than more yellowfin out of this Gulf than. I mean, a couple people. I mean, probably more than anybody, I might say. And, well, I mean, like, right now I would say I've seen more giant yellowfin than, like, whenever I first got to Venice. Um, yeah. You know, in, like, 2015, 2016, 2017. You know, like a 200-pounder. Mm-hmm. Two hundred pounder hit the dock. Everybody was calling people and was like, you know, yeah, was, this is crazy, call man. CNN, USA <laughs> Today. Come He's two hundred and thirteen yeah.
1: pounds. Holders coming down to interview <laughs> me tomorrow.
0: <laughs> but now, I mean, like we've seen, like in the last, I mean, two years. I mean, I want to say two years, year and a half. I don't know. Since like COVID kind of kicked off, <laughs> so yeah. Like, well, and and it, I mean, like a lot of two hundred pounds. Yes. wouldn't you say? Like
1: no, and it. Look, it. I've watched cycles of fish coming in and out, and I can't. Um, I try and follow you know, a lot of different. Try and pinpoint what, why, how. I can't do it. Like I've I've got a pretty good thumb on. Why they go, where they go, and when they're gonna get there? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the 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 cycles of big fish and then no no big fish, I got
0: no damn clue. Really? Uh, and and
1: you know, I mean, look, you I've, think
0: it's like a strong like like genetic year that just gets,
1: but that's what know? doesn't make any sense. Why would you know last year? Why would that last year was so epic? Like, absolutely retorted before it got shut down with COVID. So, why would that be... What happened? Those fish are all five years old. What happened five years before that? Nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: So, what happened six years? Was there less predators eating them? We know that's not right. Because with the sharks going fucking nuts. (laughs) So what was it right like there's no altimetry currents <laughs> like water temp look at it yeah there's nothing like no
0: maybe it's like a response to the sharks i don't know maybe like the species knows if they want to be like still dominant in the in the food chain they going to have to put on some pounds they going to be fat like
1: me i can tell you that right now i'd be
0: shark shit i'm just saying long time i'm just saying nobody. if you if you got a butt head you might want to have uh, be a little bit big no it, i it, don't know it, i i mean i don't know there's a lot more but, sharks i'm just saying but <laughs> that's
1: what i'm saying like there's not you can't say all right what about current there's nothing definitive to say why last year was so great with big fish no why was it
0: two years before that? No. I mean, yeah, do you think – but, I mean, I don't think it's that we got, like, from one year to the next, we got that much better – I mean, better at catch. I mean, I don't think we were any better. No, no, I don't I think don't, the tackle I changed. I think there's legitimately more big fish.
1: No, I, and that's – I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, yeah. for the last couple of years, I have same sponsors. You know, I do Poseidon rides. I do Seagar Yeah. Floor I mean, tackle. it's – it is – Everything is the same exact. And why are they more big fish last year as opposed to a year before? mm mm-hmm. I'm glad there were, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not that there was a lack of them, but it was one of those. I mean, like, look, when Florica came out, game changer. Like, absolute holy moly, crazy game changer. Yeah. But there hasn't been that. In a while. I mean, there's, look, like Seaguar got their gold, and that's freaking awesome. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. game-changing. But outside of that, I mean, but you didn't hook that many big fish before. Right. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah, there's, there's just more big fish last year. Yeah. Is it going to happen again this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's been, what, three? It's,
0: it's really weird, too. I mean, it's and, and there's, like, an example, another example, like speckled trout. Like, in Texas, you'll, you'll grow, like, a lot of 30-inch trout. Like, it's, I mean, they're catching a lot of 30-inch yeah. trout over there. And then over here, like, if you catch, you know, it's pretty much known, like, even the speckled truth guys give, you know, a 27-inch citation instead of a 30-inch because they consider it the same yeah. class of fish. So, like, why do they? <laughs> well, why but, do they do that? So That's talking to biologists over
1: here, so they said there's too many sharks at the islands. That's why they don't get that big.
0: Hmm. But not over there. Yeah, maybe once they get that, you know, once they get that big, they said get, get, lazy. Slow. get lazy. Hey, <laughs> they get big,
1: slow, and fat. And I understand them trout. They call me a 35-inch trout right now, buddy. <laughs> no, and it's it's it's,
0: you know nature it's survival it's crazy man it's it's so cool we get to keep pondering about it (laughs) yeah no
1: doubt i mean think about how much cool stuff we see every day that we're sitting here just talking about it's amazing like it's stuff no offense to y'all listening it's stuff people sitting in a cubicle just dream about every day and we look at it and half the time just take it for granted yeah yeah, you know, How crazy is it's that? It's so
0: normal sometimes, and it's, yeah, you're right. And then, but, like, right now, your first day back, like you just said, you crave it so Dude, much.
1: <laughs> I didn't sleep last night. Literally, when I say I did not sleep last night, I sat there, like, shaking like a freaking crackhead. Just like, I gotta get there. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I want to see blue water, and you know, and there's you get certain to be in
0: your uh, nice boat.
1: Well, and I, <laughs> look, hey, I, it doesn't.
0: I mean, I was just fishing with Chad Reinhardt the other day, and whenever you get on that boat, isn't it like, I mean, it, it feels pretty cool. Doesn't it? Oh, it does. <laughs> like those things are impressive, dude.
1: It, it look, you get on little 42 Freeman. I say little 42 Freeman. Uh
0: <laughs> are, it's giant. I love him. It's a beast.
1: He's Sit there and you crank up, like, hit the buttons, four 350 Suzuki's, and it's like, oh, my God. Like, when I was 10 this, years old. This is work. I didn't dream this big. And now I'm doing this for work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in retrospect, I'm blown away. I'm absolutely... Yeah.
0: I remember just sitting, looking at Saltwater Magazine, looking at all these nice boats, thinking, you know, maybe one day. <laughs> no, and, It's and crazy. It was, look,
1: <laughs> growing up commercial fishing, it was, I mean, damn sports, you bunch of sports. And it was, now I'm the goddamn sport. <laughs> <Not> I'm <in> that <laughs> ringleader for this <laughs> offshore sports. But it's, 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 it, <sighs> I don't even know how to put it. I really
0: like. Then <laughs> we got to get back to that other question I asked you before you went and had to use the bathroom. Uh, what uh? What makes a good deckhand?
1: All right, I'm going to the bathroom now. <laughs> 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 um, and it depends. I said, uh, you know, it depends, and it depends on the captain. And I say that just it doesn't matter. You could have the best captain fisherman can do absolutely everything and the best deckhand that can do absolutely everything and if there's no chemistry it's just not going to work yeah right it's called the yin and the yang yeah it it, it, <laughs> it is it's it's just
0: what makes a good deckhand it's crazy it's crazy how much it's always like so relatable to uh like your own, your other relationships that you have. Oh yeah, I mean come <laughs> it's on. It's like having a girlfriend. No, it's it's <laughs> not. It's like
1: it's like having a wife, you know, like <laughs> strapped to your hip. You're because, there all
0: day together. Yes,
1: so. I mean two hundred days a year. You're. I don't you're, feel
2: appreciated. You're
1: <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. You're 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 stuck, and I say stuck. This is people are gonna laugh about this on a forty-two Freeman, right? <laughs> for 210 years or days, <laughs> days. <laughs> a year fishing plus maintenance plus everything else so you're 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 literally hip to hip with somebody for 250 days a year yeah and yeah it's uh
0: you spend a lot of time a lot more time than
1: than, than I did your look, family has no doubt do no doubt yeah. about it, yeah, it and it's it does suck yeah. and i mean look there's there's a a part of building the business that I jumped on. And I may have gone too far, and there's a part of, you know, look, I'm I'm such a fruitcake for kids. I love fishing <laughs> with kids, and I, it was. I'm sure it comes from me, you know, when I was a kid, not having
0: still being a kid.
1: Yeah, still being a kid, <laughs> but I don't chip myself, <laughs> so I got that going for me. But it's. Um, I mean, I just, it's i uh,
0: I don't know how to put it. What makes a good deckhand?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that works with the captain, that can adapt to the 12 different roles he has to play. Right. That's an honest answer. It is. Um,
0: you know, every day you got pick up the things that he doesn't want to do as a as a deckhand you got to pick up the things yes Yes. and
1: got to talk to people you got to be able to rig baits. you got to be able to deal with long hours you got to clean the boat shammy the boat
0: yeah there's things that both both sides have to be able to do eventually you want to be able to do all of them but i'd say i'd say both sides have to be able to talk to the talk to the people Oh no doubt. No be doubt. Personable, be personable. No friendly, doubt about it. Teachable.
1: Yeah, and 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 a teacher. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Um You got to think you got six guys or six people. Sometimes girls, you know, male female, whatever. Get to the boat and they've never seen salt water, never fished salt water, never been anywhere around saltwater and you're about to go hook them up to a fish of a lifetime yeah they don't know what the hell they're doing you got to coach them you got to talk to them you got to be able to do that and if it doesn't happen then you got to be able to entertain them because there's times that i don't care who you are how good you are you're not going to catch fish and it's not because of what you're doing what your mate's doing it's just part of the game Anyone that fishes, anyone that hunts knows there's going to be days that are just going to suck. And you put in extra hours, and you do A, B, C, and D extra, and it still sucks. And that's when you have to have the people skills to talk to them. You know, and you might be talking to, you know, guys from Wall Street. You might be talking to guys from Napa Valley. You might Mm -hmm. be talking to guys from down the bayou you know and you have to have a wide range of just being able to get along
0: with everybody. Yeah, you got to figure out you got to figure out a way to make it fun for the for the you crew. have to. Yeah. The crew that you got right then. Uh, but you know what? And sometimes it's like if it sucks that bad and you got a freaking bachelor party there Tie a bucket to the freaking <laughs> string and throw it out there while yeah. you're trolling. Do something stupid, whatever. But you got to figure out, I don't know, don't don't give up on wh- what you're trying to do, but no. you definitely got to, you know, make it fun. Talk to them, well, whoever it, whatever it is. People get, your charter
1: gets on a boat. They are not looking for a bad time. Yeah. They're looking for a good time. Yeah. And you know what? You don't have to, you just got to embellish it a little bit. Right, right. You know, right. and that's. If a deckhand can't do that, the deckhand ain't going to make it. I've had deckhands that could, when I say like rig stuff, like technical, just had everything on the boat perfect. And they were good, like 50-50 with people. Had people, deckhands, that could talk to a goddamn telephone pole. And that telephone pole would tip me, (laughs) you know, 100 bucks at the end of the day. That guy was awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything in between. But it's that to be a a really good deckhand who's going to, you know, have a chance of turning into a captain. It's one of those that you have to be able to talk to everybody. You know, and look, if if something goes wrong, some people ain't going to blame the captain even if it was the captain's fault. Yeah. And you got to swallow your pride. and Eat it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You know. Like, I've run over lines, and I've told the the people, "Yep, I did it. I screwed up. Blah blah blah," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Ah, oh, that wasn't you. That was them." I was like, "No, it was me." Like, "No, it was them." I was like, "No, it was me," <laughs> and they went and told everybody it was them, not me. So it's 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 a hard it's you got to be a people person. I mean, you got to be a bartender, a, a housemaid. A electrician, a detailer, a DJ. Yeah, a DJ. A, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's nothing. We get a lot of guys, um, you know, and 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 good guys, uh, customers. Like, hey, my kids, you know, needs a summer job. Uh, this guy would be a, your kid would be a great candidate for a summer job. Except for we fish year round. Yeah. Remember when you came in February?
0: We need a year-round commitment.
1: Yes. This is a job. This yeah. isn't uh, a a hobby. Yeah. You know, I want somebody who I can count on to be there. Yeah. Twelve months a year. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's gonna go to school. He's gonna, that's fine. Tell him, I'm telling him to go to school.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But um.
0: It's a. Uh, what what would you say is for you? What do you like? Like you need somebody I guess you're, you're I guess what you're saying is you need somebody that's well-rounded. Somebody that can No, it. and and that's
1: that's anybody's deckhand. Right. That's not mine.
2: Mhm.
1: That's anyone. That's what makes a good deckhand. Yeah. He doesn't have to you know go ahead and, and balance a checkbook or or do whatever, but he he just needs you need everything. Mhm. Everything on so your boat right now, mm-hmm. what do you need to run it? What do you mean? What do you need to run it? What if, What skills have you used in the last two months to run your boat? I'm saying you've you've washed your boat. Yeah. You've rewired pumps yeah, or whatever yeah, on yeah, your boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a lot you've, of things to do. Yeah,
0: all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm saying everything pulling that pulling it to and from. Yes. Doing flexibility. Yes. That's
1: what you need as a deckhand. Cause yeah, you got to de- have
0: flexibility. you got to say, this is my commitment is to making sure that this boat is operational and that I'm there for that captain every day. Uh, I'm going <coughs> to do my best to be the best fisherman, the best people person that I yes. can be. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it, it's a big commitment. It know? is. Yeah. And look, I get guys booked two years out. That's yeah. a big goddamn commitment.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, people two years out.
0: Yeah, like it, it. It. Do you want somebody that's striving to be a captain, or do you want somebody that's okay with being, you know, a mate or like?
1: I want somebody first and foremost striving to be the best. The best. If they want to stay as a deckhand, my buddy Clayton, he has zero desire to ever drive a boat. Let me tell you what this guy. If you tell him. A, B, C, and D. Like, I want a dredge rigged. I want this. I want it's going to be ready. But he has no desire to ever do throttles and a steering wheel. He wants to stay in the cockpit, leader fish, gaff fish, and that's what he wants to do. And he is phenomenal at it. Yeah. And good on them.
2: Mm-hmm. I but agree.
0: I, and I, 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 I wish people that are happy in in being a or being a mate, would. Stay there, man. I I see a lot of good examples of people that that stay <clears throat> that stay as a mate, and they get really really good. And it's uh it's awesome to see. It's awesome to see somebody be so happy at what they're doing and so content. Well, and that's and, and that's loving it, that's know? what he wants to do. It's epic, yeah.
1: <laughs> like if you want to be a captain, then you have to learn how to make the decisions. Yeah. Because you know when that's we're that's a run-
0: completely different uh oh my level God. of
1: stress there. When you're running out. In the morning, you're in the left seat, you know, port seat. You're mm-hmm. captain. Yeah. There's stress. Yeah, talk There's about, a, like,
0: what's coming up this spring, too. Like, we have to run in the fog a lot, oh, you know? Every single day. Yeah, it's one of the not-so-favorite parts about the job. <laughs>
1: no, man. I, I Look, I I. if y'all haven't figured out by now, I, I like to goof off. I like to joke. I like to have fun. In the fog, I am not a fun person. <laughs> and if you don't listen to instructions very well, you don't want to fish with me. Right. Cuz literally I start every single day. All right, here's the deal. Sit down. Shut up. <laughs> if y'all need something, honestly, I'm not yeah. I'm not embellishing. It's like if y'all need something, let me know. When you when you want something, I don't want to hear you want a water. Kiss my ass! Don't
0: ask me how deep it is. Yeah,
1: no. If there's something, (laughs) yell, and I want to know it's urgent. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to end up having to pull out of the pass, ditch it in a rozo, something like that, and then we'll address it. (laughs) Look, if you got to take a crap, I understand. I crap on the boat all the time, but we're gonna we're gonna do it in a safe manner. Yeah. Like period. That's number one.
0: No questions asked. Um, That fog, man, it can get you. It's definitely like I I try to stay as cool, calm and collected as I can. You definitely you learn to. But it's uh it's definitely not one of the the funnest parts about the job. No, I've been doing and so for people that are just listening that might not understand, like we're located in Venice and we're right on the Mississippi River and during the spring all the ice melt because the Mississippi River basin stretches from Pennsylvania to Montana. And all the ice melt coming down, we have, you know, temperatures as low as like 38 degrees I saw the other day um, in the river. And so then we start getting these southeast winds, which is a lot of warm air. And once you have 70, you know, pretty much 70 degree temperatures through the night, you're going to generate a lot of fog. And so we have to run through, you know, through the fog on these big, I mean, Kevin's boats, nearly $900,000, I think, (laughs) or something like that. And you're running on radar in the fog. You can't see much, and you're navigating with traffic and everything. So it can be super, uh, super stressful. So if you do come on a charter to Venice, what we're telling you is if you're in the fog, be very careful about, like, what you talk to your captains about. Most people will tell you just to sit down and, like, enjoy the ride as best you can. There probably won't be any music playing (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's my whole thing. It's like, sit down. If you have something, make sure I know. You know, it sounds
1: urgent. I'll pull over and I'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. Until the music comes on, because I don't play music. I don't talk on the phone. I don't text.
0: I'm. It's basically uh, like you're playing video games with like no extra lives.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, you got you got six lives. <laughs> yeah, you got six about. lives and you'll lose them all. Plus, at one time. myself and the duck hand. <laughs> and I look, I don't, I I like to cut up and I like to fuck off. We all know that. Yeah. But I'm not like that's no that's that's I don't take my I always say I don't take myself seriously. I take my job seriously. Yeah. When it's foggy, there's no games. Yeah. There's no games and there's no there's no gray area. Yeah. If I tell you sit down, shut up, don't talk to me and you're like, Oh hey Cap, I wanna sit up here and, and listen to some boom 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 Yeah. We staying at the dock. And I'm I, not doing it. And
0: as a deckhand, I think it's you know, that's also a role to play, is to paying very close attention to what's going on if you see something to make sure Yeah, you know. You no, you play whatever role that captain wants you to play in no, the fog for sure. It's, it's Very fog, aware.
1: Fog is fog is not it. It is real life for us, but fog is not real life because I am, I am totally me, but I'm not the same me. I am, like, sixty five percent of the time, because I am, I don't joke, I don't smile, I have zero sense of humor, and this is how it's going to be. And I'm sorry, because your life is in my hands, and I don't. I'm not going to call your wife and tell your wife and your kids daddy's not coming home. Cause I was, I wanted to listen to ice, ice baby. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen.
0: Right. Right. I yeah, hope it never. Hey, and everybody hope, out there, you know, just I tell everybody if you're thinking about, you know, what, what would you tell somebody if they got boats, you know, and they're coming down here, I see posts all the time on Facebook and stuff about people, you know, bring their boats to Venice and, you know, wanting to go out to the lump, man. Well, <laughs> man and look, I
1: understand that and wanting to do it yourself. And mm-hmm. and um, I got made fun of a whole lot for how I learned to drive with a radar. Bright-eyed, bushy day, blue skies, with a towel over my head staring at the radar screen. This is not somewhere to come and learn if you don't have a radar don't bother yeah like honestly it's not worth it um yeah
0: guys i tell everybody just i don't know stay stay in your comfort zone for sure yes If 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 you if it's not something you've done if it's not something you've seen somebody do if you're not very comfortable doing it just don't do it look come check it out hey
1: you know uh uh beer or a meal for one of the captains or deckhands might do you some good but if you can't if you're not comfortable running in zero viz and I say zero viz like don't less come
0: th- less than 30 feet
2: <laughs> yeah
1: it's it's don't even do it you are setting yourself up for failure <laughs> period and
0: <laughs> some that. people some people listen some people won't. no and
1: some <laughs> people they, look I've been telling people that for 25 <laughs> years and they still don't listen.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, and at the same time, you know, accidents can't happen to anybody. So no, it does. And look. We're definitely not out of the – No, no, we're definitely not out <laughs> of Yeah, it. we know what kind of danger we're in for sure. <sighs> but, um, man, we're coming up on this, – running this one up. <laughs> All right. But uh, I guess I always like to end about uh, conservation, man. So what do you think we can do, like, throughout the – I mean – for all you guys that are listening that might not know me and kevin's relationship you know kevin is owner operator of the mexican Gulf fishing company and i am his red-headed stepchild <laughs> aka the the inshore guy but um what do you think we can do as a you know charter fishing company or as you know fishermen of venice to make you know this place keep going
1: no man, look, it's 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 about control. Um we have a great fishery, like we do. The the diversity of the fishery, the av- availability, the amount of fish we have here is freaking retarded. Like you don't find this anywhere else. But how do you conserve it with common sense. And I hate to say that because a lot of people don't have common sense or they do, but sometimes egos overrides common sense. And I'm guilty of that also. Mm-hmm. I know you have all, I mean, we've all been there, done that, but I mean, like you, like we were talking about earlier, 20 redfish. Is that good enough? Or do you need 25? Yeah. Those five last fish aren't going to make or break these guys days. But you do it to get on the dock and, you know, beat your chest. Um, How do you do it? You make sure, look, we want everyone to go home with full coolers. We want expectations to be exceeded. But if you have a 120-quart ice chest, I don't want to send you home with, you know, fish that fills up a 220-quart. Oh, it's all right. I just won't put ice on it. No, you're gonna ruin everything. That's just dumb. Right. I mean, look, that is. It honestly it is. Um, and I don't have a problem killing anything as long as it's used ethically and and properly. Yeah. So how do we sustain it? Let's use a little common sense, a little restraint when, when it's happening. I mean, anybody can go catch fifteen, twenty elephant. Yep. Yeah. When it's do easy. Y- do you need 15 yellowfin, 20 yellowfin? No. No. Should you, you know, then you're going to have a bad day and be like,
0: damn it, I knew I should have killed him last
1: time, you know. <laughs> no, it, 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 look, it is what it is. I guess
0: you're saying just let your ego kind
1: of leave it, look, leave it flat
0: out. Flat Flat line. Go have a good time on the water.
1: Yes. You're here to enjoy it. And if you can't, look, if you can't roll through these, Uh, the marshes and the estuary we have you know it's kind of like the 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 keys Mm -hmm. you know we don't have mangroves but you roll through that and if you don't see anything beautiful you don't see anything cool yeah then maybe this isn't your your sport maybe you need to go into you know just going and buying
0: seafood yeah you know and tell people all the time like we wouldn't kill as many fish if we had more people that would get out and just look in the water too (laughs) yeah no doubt like, honestly, like, I don't Would know, you I feel like I I used to do that all the time growing up, and I I still do it, and I, I don't see anybody else do it, and I feel like they should. I know you used to get in the water and stuff and look around and spearfish and do all that kind of stuff, and I don't know, man, I think it's, I think it's important, because you learn to appreciate, you know, all sides of it. You don't necessarily have to sit there <laughs> and, <it's so laughs> and work the rest of it.
1: I've got my kid. Um, he's supposed to go at the end of the month, go do his scuba lessons. Really?
0: Oh, wow. dude, y'all went, uh, you, to- you told me y'all were, like, doing some, some, uh, uh, s- snorkeling down in Costa Rica, huh? Yeah. So he got, he got that hooked up. So huh? cool. Was it? <laughs> so
1: cool. And I mean, he's, he's like a, a total, like, biology. He loves it. When I say he loves it, like, Crazy.
0: Dude, whenever he gets certified, we gotta go diving out there at the reef. Oh, it's I'll gonna take be so!
1: Him. I am so excited about it. We got him a GoPro, and he's yeah, he's jazzed up. He's about a third jazzed up as Daddy. Uh,
0: yeah, but it's uh. You gonna go diving with him? You gonna do the whole thing?
1: Really? I guess your knees you, all fixed now, huh? Dude, when we were in Costa Rica, I was. I've been around. trying to
0: get you in the water. That's why I'm asking. I you was swimming no? around like a one-legged duck. <laughs> I'm.
1: St- <laughs> I'm literally snorkeling. I can kick one leg. I'm sitting there with my hands above my head trying to turn myself back (laughs) to the right. If not, I would have gone counterclockwise. It was bad.
0: Man. But but now you got two legs, huh? I think. You think? I think.
1: Let's check on Austin
2: in a little bit.
0: Man. Dude, that would be awesome, man. We could take the Freeman out there with some scuba tanks and just go hang out. I love it. It's underwater bow hunting. Dude. It's so cool. Tell Wyatt I want to go diving with him.
1: Dude, he he would he will <laughs> tell you what you put him a microphone in front of him. Oh my God! I don't know how much <laughs> storage I have. He will talk really you know, battery dead.
0: Really? He likes to talk radio. <laughs> <He's>, well, he <laughs> likes talking marine biology. Oh, really?
1: He gets his rocks off. It's cool.
0: Awesome, man. That's awesome. No, I I love it. We gotta go diving. We gotta go fishing with Wyatt,
1: dude. If if.
0: You think he'd like cane pulling?
1: He's not strong enough yet. No? I don't think he is.
0: Yeah, we can go sheepheading.
1: He'd go throw a couple sheepheading. <laughs> he ain't throwing no bull reds to Kobe yet. I tell you that right now. I would tell you that.
0: All right, Kevin. Well, this was a fun one, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: Rock and roll, boss. And uh, hey, we're We'll get the rest of the boys together and uh, yeah, dude. We
0: gotta we gotta get some other ones together. I wanted to do one with you and Jordan. because 'cause y'all talk about y'all's times together, that'd be awesome.
1: <laughs> we go, We're gonna fight about. Our time. <laughs> you see, I I love just it. feel
0: like you guys would pull the best stories out. Oh um, no, look, dude, look. guys. If you guys have never seen Jordan and Kevin together, I mean, it's class act. It's, it's no, nah, he's
1: look. Jordan was best thing ever happened to me
0: and. He was he, your deckhand for five years. Yeah, yeah, right?
1: and he's look great. What guy. made
0: him so great?
1: <laughs> what made him so great? Him, real quick. Him, him, <laughs> him. I just had to polish him and and kind of steer him in the right direction.
0: He he was the yin to your yang, huh? He was. He honest
1: guy was. He <laughs> he was one of them like, uh, it, it's so weird, so weird. And I think we talked about this last time, when when he. Uh, You know, we gave him his boat. When he got his shot, it was like the weirdest, like my heart was broken, crushed. (laughs) My baby was leaving me, but I love him, but I can't. Relationship
0: just ended. Dude, it was so weird.
1: It was was crazy. But yeah, that's kind of where it was at. It was, it was. It was. I guess
0: lot. we'll get both sides of that whenever.
1: Well, no, and <laughs> look, let me tell you funny. what. Me as a captain, that was what, that was uh, oil spill ten years, 12, 14 years ago. Him as a deckhand, like we are two completely different people. Like yeah. it, it's weird how much we have changed, um, both good and bad. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, like, he's it, it's 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 cool. When I say I love me some Jordan Ellis, I love me some Jordan Ellis. <laughs> his, his it's his like old, a big family. <laughs> it is, and I, I was about to say I love his whole damn family. They're all the same goddamn person, but different names.
0: Yeah, we all got so unique. Alrighty, well I do appreciate it, Kevin. All right, Thanks Uncle again. Paul, we're out of here
1: peace out brothers
0: thanks for listening everybody please give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram at Tuning Talks also if you'd like to book a charter with me you can do so by visiting our website at mgfishing.com that's Mexican Gulf website where you'll find my online booking calendar with all my open dates and remember guys always be safe while out on the water